in big country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. I feel like I said RV about a million times today. I don't know why. You have said it over the course of radio and the podcast, so I bet. A lot. Yep. Like just the word RV, yeah. A lot of people probably don't know this, but I was on a podcast before this. Really? Mm -hmm. Yep. I had another podcast where we did ad reads. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm in a weird mood today. You you have been a little... Hmm, I don't even know a little what. Hmm. Feisty. Over the last hmm. couple weeks, I think it's just this Weird. time of year. It is the weather. It does like, it to me. Last weekend for, not this past weekend, the weekend before for the Piss State game, you were just like going to Walmart. Like, you were just throwing punches. Like You would just be sitting there like, ah, 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 ah. That does not sound like anything I would ever do. I know. I was surprised that you did it. I don't even remember it. I do, because it was my ribs that were getting punched. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. Abuse in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> you were just super excited. Uh, I was like, I get Please it. don't report me to our HR department. By the way, I'm the HR department. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so anyway, we do have a great show. A lot going on in football, basketball, and even some baseball free agency signing going on. And then, of course, uh, somebody's always in trouble in the world of sports. Someone is getting in trouble for something, and we will visit that. And, of course, uh, our favorite player on the show, Ben Simmons, we will talk about him uh, Probably, unless I just decide, you know what, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and then you decide that you do want to talk about it, like we did at the end of the show yesterday. Hey, that's, that's on me. I'll take blame on that one. But we did have a football game last night, Monday Night Football. Uh, the 49ers absolutely destroyed the Los Angeles Rams. I will, I will be completely honest. I didn't watch this game last night. I forgot that it was on. And then I started watching Yellowstone episode three. Mm-hmm. And after that finished, I checked Twitter. I did a very good job of staying off Twitter and then saw the score. And was like, oh, my God. <laughs> did the NFL figure out Sean McVay again? Yeah. Maybe um, they did. It was more like the 49ers figured out that the Rams could not slow down the run at all. I swear they ran the same play. 44 times. They ran the ball 44 times. Uh-huh. They ran that same play either direction that 44 times. It's run they right just or run have, left. Seriously, where they have a pull, they they would mix it up where there would be the tight end that would pull from the other side or a fullback coming in motion, and it would just blow up. I mean, just earshot the D end, running back tucks inside, mm-hmm. then hits out and gone. And it just again and again and again and again, and the, the Rams did not have an answer for it. I've never been a fan of watching a team just run the ball in an entire really? game. Like power hour, I used to hate that. It's just like, this is so frustrating. Throw the football. Boy, are we different. Last night, though, I fell in love with it because it was just so well executed. That was like these guys are doing their job perfectly. George Kittle put Von Miller on his back. I mean, Von Miller was on his back more than I think he was upright most of the game. Like It was just insane the amount of times that that dude was getting chipped or just completely taken out of the play. Aaron Donald, not even an impact at all. Yeah. It, it, was, it was so much fun to watch that aspect of football. Yeah, re-watching some of it this morning when I came in, it was pretty impressive to see the 49ers run the ball so successfully against a guy like Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. To where, I mean, he makes such a difference in so many 
Uh, you know, the run game, the pass game, it, he didn't last night. And yeah. then, I, of course, I saw the block of George Kittle, who, I mean, I think no argument. He's the third best tight end in football. And to watch him block the way that he did last night, I think Darren Waller's better. I was wondering, I was like, who's two? Okay. Yeah. And then George Kittle, who's still very good. Hey, best ability availability. Yeah. And he is one hell of a blocker, too. He's very good. That was just uh, kind of a... Like we need to we need to change the way we talk about it. He's very good at finishing blocks. Yeah. Like there are I other tight ends. Blocker. There's other tight ends in the league who are good at blocking. You can do the job well enough for it to keep going. George Kittle, once his hands are on you, he gets like those you're pancake done. blocks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's a finisher. other tight ends will get in the way and be like, Okay, you're not making the tackle. George Kittle is violent when he blocks. He's people. the punisher. Yeah, I mean he really is. And he is he's a damn good player too. Had five catches, fifty yards and a touchdown last night. To update people, because I know they're probably following along with my fantasy football league. I almost lost last night. Uh, the guy that Speaking I was playing uh, had George Kittle and had someone else, uh, the Rams running back, Henderson. Yeah. And there for a while, I was down. <laughs> That's the first time I've been down in a long time. But thank God for Cooper Cup. I know I did win. Sorry. <laughs> Cooper <laughs> Cup still, like, even despite the, you know, maybe the struggles of the Rams offense and Maybe even Matt Stafford to a little bit. Cooper Cup still goes off, and that's why uh, a week or two ago I posed the question on our mic'd up Twitter: Who would be the first half MVP? Yep. I believe we agreed. I think it's Cooper Cup. Yeah. Now you just you can't shut this guy down. Even with Robert Woods out, everybody's so excited about what Odell Beckham was going to be. It's still Cooper Cup. He's still going out balling out every time. Has ten catches. Sorry, eleven catches, one hundred twenty-two yards. Failed to get a touchdown, but still. I was going to say. Balls out. If he would have had that touchdown, I would have won one of my fantasy leagues without a quarterback because I took the nap when Kyler Murray was right. being out. Uh-huh. I lost by six points. And a little bit of news uh, today that it was kind of breaking news this morning is that our Kansas City Chiefs have signed Shane Bouchelle to the active roster. I immediately am like, why? What's <laughs> happening? And the pessimist in me is like, what happened to Chad Henney? Or I even saw a couple people tweeting it out there, putting the bad juju in the air of, did Mahomes get COVID? Yep. And so I panicked for a little bit. Thank God to one of uh, my Twitter followers linked me into the tweet that said the Arizona Cardinals were actually trying to sign Shane Bouchelle to their active roster because both Kyler Murray and Colt McCoy are not too healthy right now. Yeah. So that's why the Chiefs elevate him. But, I mean, like you said, you didn't have Kyler Murray last week. Maybe the Cardinals don't have him again next week. And sticking right here with the NFC West that we're looking at, maybe this thing is still you know a little bit more open than we thought. The Rams lose last night. The Cardinals not looking too great of late. Maybe you know the 49ers or the Seahawks once they get healthy, maybe they could get things rolling. It's it's still pretty wide open there. I know the Cardinals are eight and two, the 49ers are five, four and five, so they're probably not going to get in there. But maybe we still get you know another wild card team in there. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, if Kyler's not playing a Colts injured, who do you bring in for quarterback? Yeah, I don't know who they have on their practice roster, obviously. Uh, I love Shane Bouchelle. He was at Texas for a while. I, I am a Shane Bouchelle fan. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to go out and get him, like it's got to be looking a little rough. Yeah, no joke. Um, Who was it? I think, here's my, I was thinking about this yesterday. If the Chiefs find a way to win a Super Bowl and Shane Bouchelle's on this roster, that'd be the second quarterback that, it originally went to Texas, transferred to SMU, then goes to the NFL and wins a, wins a Super Bowl. Who was the other one? Garrett Gilbert. Oh, who do you win a Super Bowl with? Patriots. 
did he? Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> yeah. No, SMU is like, I know everybody talks about Oklahoma getting transfer quarterbacks, and they did there for a while. I feel like SMU, like, that's all they do. Yeah. I don't think they play with actual recruits. That well, they, they just in. they look at it as like, well, which guy goes to Texas that Texas is not patient enough to or let Oklahoma develop? Now they have, yes. I think, the Mordecai kid from Oklahoma. Yeah, and it's like, well, we'll just roll with this guy. You know, I like that strategy though. I think it's kind of a bold one to be like, okay, we're going to go out and get another quarterback in the mm-hmm. transfer portal. But like we've looked at with guys like you know Dabo Sweeney before, not taking advantage of mm-hmm. the transfer portal. Do it. But <laughs> Go thing, get yourself like a quarterback that probably just, you know, was a backup at Oklahoma. And the best part of it is, is you're getting a guy who's motivated to prove I'm better than this. Yeah. Not necessarily that he's like, oh, I'm better than everyone else on this team. But it's like, I was at Texas, Oklahoma, didn't get an opportunity. I'm going to show that university and that coaching program they were wrong on not starting me and letting me go. So I'm going to go tear it up at SMU. That's yeah. exactly what Shane Bouchelle did. It is, and um, hopefully we don't see him play at all for the rest of the yeah. season. That's yep. uh, the goal, I think, if you're a backup quarterback. But another guy that we were kind of expecting, some people were expecting to tear it up last night was Odell Beckham. And um, spoiler alerts, if you didn't watch the game last night, maybe you're going to. He did not. Uh, he he had, what, like two catches? Two catches on three targets. Yep. The first play of the game for the Rams was a target to Odell. Mm-hmm. And everyone um, talked about it. Like, oh, how many do you get them involved in the first 10 to 15 plays? Sean McVay is like, how about play number one? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mind that, like getting your guy in there, getting him involved. And then you can ensure, hey, he's getting a target. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like maybe he's happy. Welcome uh, to the Rams. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's uh, the strategy behind it. But I do think that he was maybe responsible for one of those interceptions, too, that uh, Matt Stafford did. That first drive, yeah, because it was kind of a broken play. I, I watched a, a huge chunk of the game. I was uh-huh. folding all my laundry. I was, yeah, I was a very responsible adult last night. Snaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it was kind of one of those plays where Stafford expected him to keep running down the field, and Odell just decides to stop running. And I think a lot of it was I've never been in a position to where I needed to keep running. It was did always, you see my tweet? It was always come back. Uh-uh, I didn't actually. Uh, Bleacher Report, the gridiron sector of it uh, <laughs> tweeted out a picture of Stafford and Odo Beckham standing there and said caption this and I captioned it with I'm sorry Baker couldn't throw the ball that far <laughs> that's actually good <laughs> did it I, blow up no nah, it hasn't oh, it should. Uh, but I think that's maybe part of what's going on like, <laughs> uh, if you really want to make an excuse for Odell Beckham be like oh shit I'm 50 yards downfield it's like, almost <laughs> like Odell stopped and was like oh my god this guy can throw that far oh yeah. shit other teams got it go and then he makes a, a big tackle yeah uh, to which, who was it? Guy. Jimmy Ward. Yep. Uh, was like, I'll, I'll remember that for next time. His first game back too, and he had two interceptions mm-hmm. uh, against you know a very good offense. So yep. hats off to him too, and the 49ers. I talk a lot of shit on that fan uh, on that franchise. Uh, we were just talking. I was. I won't put I words in your say, mouth. Mm-mm. I was just talking shit on Kyle Shanahan uh, yesterday. Yeah. Now I'm going to talk shit on Sean McVay though. <laughs> and, uh, snap, 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 snap. Yeah, I think both of them, man. It, if they were not attractive guys, I don't know that they would get the attention that they do. If really? Kyle Shanahan weren't a Shanahan. Yeah. If Sean McVay didn't sound just like John Gruden, like I just I do wonder if they looked differently, if they would still get as much hype as they do. That's they probably, would probably get a lot, but I wonder that's, if they I mean, get that's a as good much. point. That's a good point because they've got it for right from the jump. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy's different. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay attractive 30-year-old guy, head coach of a football team, that is different. Or maybe I'm Not just jealous. Not some big, overweight coach 
mm-hmm. who's a quarterback guru and doesn't like to run the ball very much. Yeah, maybe. Andy Reid. Maybe I'm just using me a bit cough there. A little jealous. Peanut maybe they're jealous. There was an era of the Andy Reid, Mike Holmgren type yeah. coaches. That's what we're used to. <laughs> now it's like, Dad? Hey, Sorry, Dad? Got, got in shape. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Daddy? Sorry, Daddy? <laughs> uh, it was. But uh, congratulations to the 49ers. I do shit on their fans and that fa- franchise a lot. I-, I also thought Jimmy G played pretty well last night. No turnovers. And, well, know, here. He... <laughs> He managed the game yes, very well. Yes, like you're not. At, he didn't literally have to do anything, right? In his one touchdown throw that, or excuse me, one of them that he had initially to Jimmy Garoppolo or to uh, George Kittle. George Kittle. Thank you so much. What well, I mean was a decent throw. <laughs> you but remember it, when you said thank you to yourself? <laughs> anyway, uh, it was a decent throw, <laughs> and even the one to Debo Samuel. If I remember right, it wasn't like a wow throw, but it was like oh, okay, yeah. It's like, you, Good you ball. made the throw you're supposed and to. And the person I felt bad for last night was Matthew Stafford because when they started the game, the broadcast was like, you know, Matt Stafford really blamed the loss last week against the Titans on himself because he spotted them 14 points early. And then he, like, right after that was said, they throw the screen out to Higby. He bumples, bopples it, intercepted pick six, Jimmy Ward. And I was like, well, there it is. There's two interceptions within the first two drives. One was a miscommunication with Odell because he's brand new to the team and has only had like two live actual throw reps with Stafford in practice, and yep. then Higby just drops it there. And from then on, it was multiple drops from his t- from his receivers. I think he had nine total drops, uh, if I remember that correctly, for what the Rams had throughout the game. And one of them was a touchdown to the rookie out of Notre Dame. Uh, number 10, I believe. I, I can't remember his last name. Excuse me off the top of my head. But it was kind of one of those deals where that was a well-thrown ball by Stafford. Was it high? Yes. But was it away from the defender in a spot where only his receiver could get it? Absolutely. Receiver didn't get it. And the broadcast was like, man, that's just a that's a high ball by Stafford. If he throws that low, it's probably intercepted again. He put it right where it needed to be. He just didn't get the help from his teammates last night, and then they just couldn't come back. And the defense could not get off the field for the Rams whatsoever. Yeah, and they've been so good lately. It, you know, we've seen other really good teams have bad games. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bills just lost to the Jaguars. Yep. So it happens. <laughs> uh, it's the NFL. The Buccaneers had a bad week against Washington. So I, I'm not, like, panicking. I don't think Rams fans should either, especially when you're going against, a, you know, a team in your division. Like, you're just going to drop some of those games. Yep. So I wouldn't be too worried about it. I still like the Rams as a Super Bowl contender. Absolutely. And looking at teams that are coming out of the NFC, I I would still put them up there. Yep. And, like, I mean, you, you look at this offense, like, yes, they lose Robert Woods. There's an unexpected injury that took place on Friday. So you're expecting guys to fill in in a role that's like, ooh, I'm not prepared for this at especially all. Especially when you've game-planned all week with mm-hmm. we're going to have Robert Woods. Yep. And, like, Van Jefferson still got his looks, so that's good. You like to see that from the young receiver for the Rams. Odell is going to get in a rhythm with Stafford. He's going to become a weapon and at least somewhat of a distraction for the defenses because they're going to have to respect his deep threat ability with Stafford once they get on page. And Cooper Cup is still going to be eating, so they'll be fine. MVP candidate Cooper Cup. I I did see updated MVP odds today, and Josh Allen is now the betting favorite. Uh, I don't remember what sports book that was according to, but Josh Allen now the favorite past Tom Brady. I, I would probably vote. If I had to vote for a quarterback, it would probably be Josh Allen right now. Mm-hmm. But like I said earlier, I still think Cooper Cup needs more attention, which is uh, the receiver position is such a hard position to win yep. big awards. Uh, you know, the Heisman, the MVP, you're just you, – even if a receiver comes out and has a great year, the quarterback's going to get credit for it. Yes. Unless your name's Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we'll give it to all those receivers. But I did see another tweet this morning 
if the if the season ended right now, if the playoffs started today, your playoff teams would be the Panthers, Cardinals, Saints, Cowboys, Rams, Bucks uh, would be the opening weekend, and then the Packers would be the one seed in the NFC. On the AFC side of things, it would be Chargers, Bills, Patriots, Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, with the Titans as the one seed in the AFC. Uh, those are all pretty solid teams. Uh, there are not, not many teams where I'm questioning, okay, are you good? It's just the fact that there are so many more teams in the playoffs now yeah. that teams like the Panthers and the Saints sneak in or <laughs> the Chargers and the Steelers. It's like, yeah. okay, you actually haven't been playing that well. But it's it's kind of like the 17-game schedule where my brain is just not used to having that many teams yep. or having that many games. So it, it's interesting to see that many teams in there. But then, you know, the Packers and the Titans have just been playing very well. And that's something that we didn't really talk about much yesterday was how well the Titans have been playing. Uh, they're 8-2, and two and they look so good right now. They're going to be a hard team to beat. And I, I don't remember when Derrick Henry is supposed to come back and be healthy. I don't know if he's lost for the whole year or if there's like a, oh, I can return for the playoffs. But even without him, they've still looked. Yeah, I feel like good. I remember seeing that there was a possibility that he could come back in the playoffs if everything went right. Mm -hmm. And with him, he's just so physically gifted that I would not be surprised if he's a quick recovery guy. Yeah. You know, like the timetable for an injury is like, oh, usually it's like age 12 weeks. He could be like, no, I'm good at eight. <laughs> I'm cleared. <laughs> Bitch, six, I'm, I'm ready back. <laughs> to go. Yeah, so and it wouldn't even surprise me at all if that happened. And if it does, and the Titans can get some things rolling, if they can figure out how to win without him, Mm -hmm. and then bring him back, that's going to be very scary. It 100%, because then they're not going to have to rely on him the whole time. It's like, here, here are your touches, go. Mm -hmm. But we also know we can do this without you, and that's no disrespect to Derrick Henry. It's more of just props to everyone else on that team, especially after losing your offensive coordinator last season, you know, or in the offseason, I should say, going to Atlanta, which, by the way, absolutely destroy destroyed by the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. How embarrassing could that like? I'll I tell you, it's like anytime I start to give a team a little bit of praise or start to talk about, oh, maybe I was wrong, then you go out I and feel the, the bed. same way. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Did and you hear how uh, Mike McCarthy ha motivated the team? Was he breaking watermelons again? No. So uh, Tom Pelissero did this. That was uh, last year, I think. Updated. He did do that last year, but this year it was, hey, that was an embarrassing loss to the Broncos. Now we need to go kick some butt. So this is butt kicking week. And so throughout the week, I did the coaching this. staff would go hand out monkey butt to the players. And the players got a kick out of it. If you don't know what monkey butt is, again, this is from Tom Pelissero, so I'm just regurgitating this report already. Um, it helps you uh, – What? how would you say it? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's all you, big guy. I know. It's like if you're <laughs> – I can't say the word. I fuck it up every time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you laugh at me. You know what word it is. No, I don't. I have no idea uh, what you're talking about. The only monkey business I know about is the pole assassin uh, and her monkey. <laughs> That's it. I did see that they were like, there was something to do with monkey butt. I don't know what monkey butt is. I don't know if that, it can't be literal. <laughs> it's anti-chafing powder. Oh, chafing. Chafing. <laughs> chafing. Chafing. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Chafing? Chafing. Yeah. I say chafing. <laughs> yeah, Just chafing it up. <laughs> I've been, it's a C, not an S, you dumbass. God fucking damn it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so this yeah. is like a powder. Yes. Okay. 
So they, <laughs> so the coaching staff handed out to the players like monkey butt. We're gonna go kick some butt this week. Players got a kick out of it, and they come out and destroy the Atlanta Falcons. Chafing. <laughs> there it is. And while you were talking about chafing, I oh, did a little man. bit of research. <laughs> Uh, his injury, broken foot, supposed to be out six to ten weeks, could return as early as week 14, uh, but hypothetically could be back by the final week of the regular season. <laughs> or, uh, you know, maybe you played a little bit conservatively, give him that extra week. You, right now they would have the bye week. So that's catching up on <laughs> the NFL. Now, <laughs> I did see a couple other things uh, that oh. I did want to talk about too, though. The Lions and the Steelers in their tie this weekend. We didn't talk about it yesterday. No. And Najee Harris even was in his post-game press conference talking about, like, I didn't even know that was possible in the NFL. And I get it. Like, they're, not everyone's a diehard NFL fan. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who are these big NFL fans just assume that everyone's watching the NFL on Sunday. That's not the case. Yeah, there are actually a lot of people, people don't out like there it. that live their lives outside of football. It's, exactly. It's crazy. Even the football players themselves will be like, oh. Or, you know, I've talked to players that have gone through the draft process before. I've been mm-hmm. like, I didn't realize I'd have to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know about all this stuff. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they learned about it as they go through it. So it is interesting to see. But I I hate the ties in, in yeah. football. I understand that you probably don't want to go out there for another quarter. And, it, you know, the NFL says that they want player safety. I do wish that they would adopt a soccer style. Where it's just like, okay, five penalty kicks from 50 yards out or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, whoever makes the most, boom, there's your winner. Like, that would be incredible. Like, it just adds to the value of a kicker. 30 minutes. If that. And that's just a, just like, game have time. them ready to go. Like, just boom, 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 boom. You could even do, like, the, you know, come out to the 50-yard line, do the coin toss or whatever again, and the winner gets to kick or gets to choose where they kick. Yeah. The other team goes to the other side of the field. And it is. It's just set up. And it, you could spread out five footballs throughout the hashes evenly, and then we just kick from there. Yeah, it, that just makes way too much sense. Like honestly, you might just replace overtime. Yeah, <laughs> maybe don't go that far. But I, but, hate I mean, like that should be like the sudden death type of deal, where it's like, okay, well, maybe not sudden death because that's the first points wind, but it's yeah. just kick. go through the penalty kick style of it. I think it would be very exciting. I I do too, and you know, um, I'm surprised that teams like the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Haven't been like, hey, let's do this. <laughs> I mean, same with the Chiefs, like in Harrison Butker or a Robbie Gold with the 49ers. Uh-huh. Like, we have a guy we can rely on. The Broncos, McManus. Yeah. Now, if you're Tampa or the Chicago Bears, maybe it's like, yeah, like, <laughs> let's not. Yeah, it's super windy here. You're <laughs> yeah. right, though. But like, the Broncos should be talking about it every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we want that home field advantage. Or even if you're in certain stadiums where you know the wind blows on a certain side of the field. I don't know if there are any. NFL stadiums like mm-hmm. that, but I mean, you would have such an advantage. Like, oh my God, we won the toss. Yeah, we kick in that way. Oh, I mean, that's what the thing with Justin Tucker is in Baltimore is that he's like, you know, when that ball reaches a certain point in the air, it's real swirly up there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so that's he goes, I have to take like serious preparation and consideration to every kick that I do here because once it reaches this point, you don't know what's going to happen up there. That's an advantage for Justin Tucker in Baltimore. Like, yeah. it's also crazy that these guys are dictating what the wind's doing up at that point of the stadium. Oh, yeah. Because you don't realize it. it. Yeah. I can't like, even read a green. And these no. guys are like, what's the air pressure up there like? <laughs> and but but legitimately. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm all for it. I do. I hate the 
ties in the NFL. It's kind of like the roughing the passer thing that we were talking about yesterday. I hate that too. Mm-hmm. There are not many things that I hate about football. There are a couple rules that probably just need changed. Do you know who I hate? Vic Fangio's mindset with the quarterback. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater's our guy moving forward. Why? Still? Yes. He said that the other day. He was like, Teddy Bridgewater's our quarterback. I did he see was that. asked about Drew Locke. Yeah, and Teddy apologized for his lack of effort. Don't, don't apologize. Yeah. Shut you don't up. Need to. Sorry. You need to go to the team and say, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't want to break my freaking neck. Have I done a single tackling drill since I've been here? Yeah. We can all answer that question at the same time. No. I was a Why big am time I all of a sudden going to do it in the game? In high school. I didn't tackle in high school. I didn't tackle in college. I'm not risking it. Yeah. And the team should say, thank you, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. That's what we want you to do. And some one of those offensive linemen should have a meeting with him and say, hey, no, if this ever happens again, you throw an interception, I got your back. You come find me. <laughs> I'm number 66. I will protect you. My name is Dalton Reisner. <laughs> yeah. I have a great personality. <laughs> uh-huh. They brought me in here to protect My you. My fiance has a fantastic TikTok, and I will protect you. I was not sure where you were going with that. Dalton Reisner. Yep. TikTok. He's such a cool dude. Got yeah. to interview him in Mobile for the Senior Bowl mm-hmm. in the pod- Talking Football podcast. He's like one of our first guests. Love the dude. Yeah. Yep. Cool. How about this one? Uh, PFF grades. Everybody loves those. Everyone understands it. We all know what is going on there. They did grade out um, the Chiefs cornerback, Fenton. Yes, sir. As the number one graded out corner in all of the NFL. Not on the Chiefs roster, not in the AFC West, not in the AFC, but the entire NFL. Rashad Fenton. Fenton Island. Yeah. Fenton Island. Y'all better look out. Best corner in the league. I saw so many people even thing. responding to it and being like, damn, Legarius Sneed has outplayed him the last four <laughs> exactly. weeks. What's that make him? <laughs> <laughs> the best in NFL history. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing with Fenton is like he does get targeted quite a bit, but he's usually making the right play where he gets the hands in the way where it's not caught or he gets his head around or it's just there's a penalty on somebody else. So it's like, well, Fenton had a good coverage here. He didn't get penalized. And so I think that's maybe where it comes from. He hasn't been awful. I wouldn't say he's been fantastic or the number one corner in the NFL, but he has been pretty decent for a guy who was drafted in the fifth or sixth round. Now he's a quality starter here for the team. You love to see it. But, like, Legereus Need has been an impact player in so many more ways than just being a corner. And, like, the fact that he's getting shouted out by Andy Reid the last two or three games in the post-game conference is huge. Yeah, it is. And, you know, maybe things will start clicking. Mm -hmm. I don't – I always take those grades with a grain of salt. 100. I used to just live and die by them. Like, oh, my a lot God, of Chiefs do. offensive line, fantastic. And then you watch, and it's like, why is Eric Fisher rated this high? This dude's got two holding penalties, a false start, and he's given up a sack. Mm-hmm. Top in the league. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, good work by them to sit down and grade every every play of every player. Yeah, it'd be Allegedly. cool if they just explained it, though. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to pay more for that one. And then the last one is the Rex Ryan versus Robert Sala rivalry that was happening yesterday after we stopped recording. Um, and I kind of get it with Rex Ryan uh, because he was even quoted of like, don't compare this guy to me. <laughs> and I get it. And Rex Ryan was a great defensive coordinator. He was pretty solid head coach, too. I know he's a weird guy, and he had like his foot thing going on. He was a pretty good coach. Took him to the AFC Championship game. And so, and then everybody, obviously, as soon as the Jets hire a guy who was a defensive coordinator, they start comparing him to Rex Ryan. Um, I can get both sides of it, though. Rex Ryan, you weren't like a, a Super Bowl winning coach. 
So it's okay for people to be compared to you. But at the same time, like maybe we let Robert Sala get a couple wins under his belt before we're like, yeah, he's a great coach. Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with it. But at the same time, I loved how Sala responded to it. Or it's just like, like, you know where I'm at. Come find me. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw that. Like, he definitely responded to it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, here's the thing. But, like, if you're Rex Ryan, like, man, you're really not. Is he in a spot to be able to say this because he had success with the Jets? And that's my thing, too. Like, you had a little bit of success. I get it. But it's not like you're Bill Belichick. So we think he had a little bit of success. If you're the Jets, he's probably the best coach you've had in a while. That's like my whole um, Mark Sanchez thing. Mark Sanchez, like, might be the best Jets quarterback ever. I mean, seriously, though. <laughs> a yeah. lot of people will throw that name Joe Namath out there. I was, I'm not old enough to have ever seen Joe Namath play. But I can go box score scout Joe Namath just real quick and be like, that dude was overrated. 100, it's, if he didn't guarantee the Super Bowl. Yeah, if he didn't wear. Uh, that's also my uh, Johnny Cash thing. Hmm. Uh, I think that he is really overrated because of he was like a pop culture icon. People are like, oh, my God, he was such a good musician. It's like, was he, though? Or did he just know how to market himself? And it's also my Nirvana thing. Uh, you can go back and listen to the old Stick to Football episodes. We had a great debate, Matt and Boy, I, about those you. guys. That's the first time I've ever heard you two like go at each other. That's, I, I also think that Nirvana is overrated. And if it weren't for... Kurt Cobain passing away. They probably would have maybe not fizzled out, but they're not like an incredibly great band. They're good. I listen to their music. Mm -hmm. That's another one of those things where people just like assume I hate them. I don't. I just think they're overrated. It happens. That might be Rex Ryan. That might be Joe Namath. It's okay. Joe Namath I don't think was actually good, though. I don't think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. He he led the league in interceptions four times. (laughs) And... During those four times when he led the league in interceptions, let's remember this was in the 60s and 70s. They didn't throw the ball very much. Yeah. In his second season, he threw 27 interceptions. How many passing attempts did he have? He, 470. So he was chucking the ball quite a bit for that time. Uh, but led the league in interceptions four times, threw more than 20 interceptions in a season five times. Holy shit. He has 173 career touchdowns. 173. 220 career interceptions. I think Mark Sanchez may be better than that. Wow. Yeah. That's my, my That's stance. NFL history with Mello. There we go. That's, that's talking football with Mello. <laughs> <laughs> Let's mention some of our great sponsors, though, and get to some college football as well. But first, Miners in Monroe, our great sponsor, Go visit them at minersandmonroe.com. Use code MikedUp10. Save yourself 10% off at Miners and Monroe. Yep. Next up, Gunspot. Be sure to visit them for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions, gunspot.com. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Be sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family when the time comes. I saw somebody tweet this morning that it's treat yourself even though you're broke day. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. I did that this morning with coffee and a muffin and then realized that was almost $10. I'm done treating myself. I was pissed at myself this morning when they were like, this is the total price. Did you go to a local place? Here's my card. Or a national place? Yeah, local. Local place. I mean, I'm supporting local. No. I'm getting sick of it. Supported them enough. They supported me. Mm -hmm. Maybe supported Maybe they are actually because they're giving me the 
the caffeine to do this. I've just recently learned caffeine is not energy. It just blocks the signal to your brain that you're tired. So your body's like, oh, man, I'm freaking awake, dude. Not tired anymore. Is that what your body sounds like? My brain. Hey, man. Uh, hey, Austin. <laughs> sound like the whale from that uh, reindeer movie. <laughs> Whatever that one was. What's his name? Rudolph? Yeah. <laughs> What's that thing my trainer always says? What's that What's that name Santa always calls that reindeer? Rudolph. Rudolph? That's what it says. Rudolph. Rudolph. Uh, let's do get to some college football news, too. Uh, because we had huge news drop this morning that we haven't even talked about yet. And that is the firing of one Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech. Uh, this is something that I've been writing about in the state of college football for a while, and it's not like I have big insider information. Everybody's been talking about the potential of him being fired, and now it finally happens on a Tuesday morning. Maybe uh, an odd time to do it, but it just it really wasn't working out there. Uh, he came in, had a pretty good two-year run. However, I think I should mention that was with Frank Beamer's guys. Yeah, like He came in. Had two solid years. Uh, I think he had a 10-win season his first year, a 9-win season his second year. And then it's really just – it's kind of fallen off since then to where right now I think Virginia Tech's sitting at 5-5. Five and five. Yep. Like, for me, when I grew up, this was a good program. This was a blue blood program that, like, Michael Vick and Frank Beamer had brought back. And so now to watch it become what it has has been really it's, – it's been disappointing. And I'm kind of excited to see where they go. I know we talked about before on an episode of like other college teams that I've rooted for. Georgia and Virginia Tech have always been two that I've always loved. So I'm excited to see what they can do. And a guy that I would love to see go there is Luke Fickle, mm -hmm. uh, the head coach at Tennessee, or Tennessee, Cincinnati. Uh, that's the one that I think would fit really well. Because with Luke Fickle, I don't know that he's going to be in it for the LSU job. I don't know that he's going to be in it for the USC job. But for me, I would put Virginia Tech third on this list. And I, I, I have no problem with that, especially with the jobs that are open right now. It's better than TCU. It's better than Washington. Yeah. So I, I do think that Luke Fickle would be a great fit there. Again, he's kind of, kind of from that region, kind of from that East coast spot. He's an Ohio state guy. He's not going to be able to get that job. Yeah. He's not going to Michigan anytime soon. So maybe this is a great fit with Luke though. I do wonder like if you have this amount of success at Cincinnati, that's got to launch you to the top at USC and LSU, doesn't it? Like, if you find a way to get Cincinnati into the playoff, last yeah. year they were really good. You have NFL type of players on the team. You have a quarterback in Riddler, or Ritter, excuse yeah, me, dude, every damn time, mm -hmm. who is, you know, guaranteed to go in the NFL here and be somewhat of a decent quality player. I mean, how does LSU not look at that and go, this is actually could be the guy for us? Yeah, they, they definitely could. Um, I think a lot, a lot of people have pointed out that maybe I, he wouldn't want to go that far away that he kind of wants to stay in the Midwest or, you know, Virginia, obviously not in the Midwest, yeah. but it's not too far from Cincinnati. I don't mean any disrespect to Virginia tech, but like, is it that much higher of a job than Cincinnati? I think it is like that. I mean, that oh, much yeah. higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, I don't mean any disrespect to Virginia tech. It's just, yeah, but, and I don't mean any disrespect. You probably don't remember the early two thousands, Virginia tech. No, you remember that's Mike Vick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like when they were playing for national championships and when they were really good and they were getting in these really good recruits. Um, so I, that's the Virginia Tech that I remember that I want to see return. And when Frank Beamer even retired and they brought in Fuente, it's like, okay, maybe he will be able to do it. Uh, he was another guy who was supposed to be like a quarterback whisperer because he made Paxton Lynch into something. 
at Memphis? Yeah. <laughs> he was good at Memphis. I mean, yeah, but he's also 6'7", and playing was really also nobody. Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am excited to see it. it is, I think LSU is a much better job than Virginia Tech. I would take that in a heartbeat over them. I, I wonder if they would go after a guy like Luke Fickle. It kind of feels like LSU has been very tied to Mel Tucker at Michigan State. So I, I don't know if the vibe is still that that's a shoe-in fit, that that's going to happen. And at USC, it really feels like that's James Tucker's jo- or James Franklin's job to lose. Mm-hmm. But the AD at USC was the AD at Cincinnati. So I do think that Luke Fickle is a guy who would be in the running for that job for sure. But it's do you want to, you know, if you're LSU and you're USC, do you want to get a guy from the Group of Five conference or do you want to bring in uh, a coach that's already getting it done in the Big Ten? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if they will, but I if think If you're Virginia Luke Tech Fickle could. and you get offered Virginia Tech or USC, which one do you accept? I would probably still take USC. You really? have a lot of the resources, and it is it's just beautiful there. Yeah. I, I think when you go to USC and you walk around campus – and you spend any amount of time there, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I could recruit the hell out of this area. And it's such a good recruiting area. Mm-hmm. And that helmet still kind of recruits itself a little bit to where, you know, schools like Alabama, they don't really recruit, they offer. Mm-hmm. They just have to say, do you want this scholarship? And then kids usually accept it. I think USC could still be that type of program if they get the right guy in there. I don't think Clay Helton was ever that guy. So maybe they do, but I would put USC over – Virginia Tech, but Virginia Tech would be that next tier. So if you were to rank them, it'd be USC, LSU, Virginia Tech? It'd be LSU, USC, Virginia Tech. Okay. And I would almost put LSU in their own tier. Like, okay, you are a big-time program. You're in the SEC. Yep. You have all the resources we want. You're still recruiting very well. And then USC is like, okay, you're not that far off. Mm-hmm. You're still recruiting pretty well. You have a lot of the resources. But it's can we live up to that hype that Pete Carroll started in the early 2000s? Yeah. And carry that on. That's going to be tough. And, you know, a lot of people have even wondered about Shane Beamer, who's the head coach at South Carolina. His father was Frank Beamer and taking over for him. Uh, he's, been, he's spent one year at South Carolina. It hasn't been that great. I don't know if that's the hire that you want to make at Virginia Tech. Yeah. For me, I'm starting with Matt Campbell and Luke Fickle. And seeing if either one of those guys – want to take over a program like Virginia Tech, where I, I think that they would probably be pretty good fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, another couple guys that I had uh, mentioned, too. Uh, the coach at Louisiana, Billy Napier, uh, he's been an assistant at Clemson, at Alabama. I feel like this is maybe his time to leave because there are going to be so many jobs open up. So yeah. We already have three great ones, Washington, Washington State, TCU even. And then watching to see what happens at Florida – and what happens at Miami. Uh, I know that after this weekend, there were a lot of people calling for Manny Diaz to be fired, and I was kind of surprised he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, even this morning when I saw the notification come through that a coach had been fired, I thought, oh, this is Manny Diaz. And then I read it, and it was Justin Fuente. But, I mean, there are going to be a lot of really good college coaching opportunities open up. And, I mean, the fact that you bring up Miami and, once again, Florida, is like, I feel like you've been talking about that for weeks. Like, yeah. just willingly on your own of just like, hey, this is just not painting out here. They need to do something. But both of those universities, I feel like with Dan Mullen at Florida, it's starting to pick up more and more. Yeah, I mean, but even like, this weekend they won, but they didn't because they beat Samford. <laughs> like, yeah. A team that you're paying like a million dollars to come play you, and then you barely beat them. Or you allow, what was it, like 58 points 
to them. Is that what, how many they scored? Yeah, and even Nick Saban is like calling them out uh, because some reporter asked him a stupid question. And he was like, what do you want me to do? Be critical of my team because we punted one time in the first quarter? Uh, look at what happened to Florida. <laughs> they, they almost get beat by Sanford. So uh, it's, it's looking rough there. I didn't really buy into the Florida and Dan Mullen getting fired, uh, but that is definitely snowballing. I do think Manny Diaz gets fired, and Miami should probably do that before Dan Mullen gets fired just to get their name out there, start making some connections with some of these coaches. It's going to be like speed dating. That's season. what I was going to ask because if there's this many job openings, are there – some people might be like, well, yeah, duh, there is. There's always quality coaches out there. But is there enough quality coaches to come into these programs and make a difference? I mean, you're going to have to jump on guys early. Yeah. Like, even here, keeping it somewhat local, like what Mizzou did with uh, Drinkwitz. Yeah. Uh, coming over from App State. I think he had been the head coach at App State for a year or maybe two. And then Mizzou got in kind of a a battle with Arkansas. I was like, okay, we're going to make the move on this guy now. Like, it might be a year too early. But we're going to be aggressive on it. We don't mm-hmm. want to see him spend another year at App State and then regret not hiring him. That might be the situation with guys like Billy Napier at Louisiana, uh, Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. He's done a very good job there with them this year. And what's going to happen with the Clemson coordinators? Yeah. Uh, both of them, very highly paid coordinators, but they've both been patiently waiting uh, a new job and a yeah, top and we job. we talked about Brent a couple weeks ago in regards mm-hmm. to this type of conversation. He's a defensive coordinator, correct? Um, yep. And then Tony Elliott, I feel like that's a name that's been kind of like under the radar, been thrown around a little bit like the last couple years, but just nothing's come from it. Could this be the year that both of them are like, yeah, we're done here. Like, they might this is to. just kind of falling apart. And for Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator, like hindsight's twenty twenty, he probably should have jumped last year. Yeah, and went after some of those jobs that were open, or maybe tried to throw his name in the hat for uh, Texas. Even I, I don't know if they were even really interviewing for that job, but that offense doesn't look as good as it usually does at Clemson. So he might have you know waited a little bit too long with Brent Venables. It feels like he's been at Clemson for forever. Yeah, like eventually, dude, just go take a head coach job. <laughs> Alabama's not going to be like, hey, come be our coach. I understand you're the defensive coordinator. And I think that's what a problem for both of them. This isn't the NFL where you go poach the next great coordinator. Mm -hmm. You go and you get a guy who's already proven that he can build a program, like at Cincinnati, Iowa State, Louisiana. So they are probably going to have to take one of those lesser jobs, like a TCU or Washington or something like that. yeah, they're going to have to take it when it comes up. because. But, I mean, now would be the time to go get that TCU job because yeah. the Big 12 is about to open, like, just right up. Yeah. So uh-huh. you go to TCU, you build that program, and you win the Big 12, well, then that's where you go to the Pac-12 and the SEC and the Big 10 from there. Yeah. I mean, even looking at, uh, what's his name, Dave Aranda at Baylor. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Baylor team is very good, but they're a top 15-ranked team. Yep. And because they're beating, you know, they the beat college Oklahoma. football playoff rankings updated come out tonight, correct? Yeah, they come out tonight, and, yep. and we'll figure it out. I don't expect much to change tonight in the rankings just because the top four teams stayed undefeated. I do want to see what happens with Ohio State, though. I think they looked really good. Uh, I wrote about them on Monday for the state of college football. I've just I've liked that team all year. I've liked that quarterback all year. They are finally clicking, and like now that they are, no one's talking about them. Like, they're three receivers. I know that we talked – very highly of those Alabama receivers. We need to look at those Ohio State receivers as yeah. well because they are damn good. And uh, one of the receivers at Alabama 
Homie transferred because he couldn't make the field at Ohio State. <laughs> Jamison Williams transferred from Ohio State to Alabama because he couldn't get catches. He couldn't get touches or targets. Wait. That's got to be your bull. Yeah. <laughs> really? Jamison Williams. I guess I didn't know that. Yeah. Wide receiver at I Ohio State. I guess I State. didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> transferred to Alabama because he was buried on that depth chart. Yeah, with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, mm-hmm. and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that kid. Wait, say his name again. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Huh. That's just a fun one. That's to say. two last names. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. When you said the last one, I was just like, is that a third receiver? Is that the same guy? Nope. That's or a fourth receiver. Yep. That Three is receivers. Third. I think they're all going to be first round picks. Dang. And uh, old Jackson Smith might be the best of the trio, even. No it's, joke. Yeah, they're super talented. I really like all because Olave. I mean, he went back last year. I mean, he right. had an opportunity to go into the draft. Decided to go back. Garrett Wilson was it a similar situation, or was he just like? No, he's a true junior. Okay, perfect. So with him, then it was okay. Now he's going to be the guy. Olave goes back with him, and this kid Smith just steps in out of nowhere. Yeah, well, not really out of nowhere. He's just been another one of those guys who's been buried on that depth chart, and like has made big plays in the college football playoff before in the Big Ten championship. He, he's got great hands. So he's going to be another name to watch and, uh, you know, checking out what happens with Ohio State and how they do. I still think that they're a top – I think they're the number three team in the nation. I mean, they should be. Like, I know yeah, they, they lost had, to Oregon. People are upset about it. It but. was the early loss. You have a quarterback in his, what, second or third start. That's a massive game. Right. Still threw for what, 500 yards. It was, a, it was at least 400, correct? Probably. He threw for like a shit ton. Uh-huh. And then had the game-ending interception, which stinks. But, like, since then – him and Ohio State have been unstoppable. And the running back, you brought him up, I believe, last week or the week before. Yeah, Henderson. Yeah, he's been really good as well. It's hard for them not to be up there, honestly, if it just wasn't for Georgia and Alabama, of course. Yeah, and their defense I still think looks really good. And, again, they're 9-1. and one. They dropped the game against Oregon. And even, like, looking at their losses, uh, I don't remember who it was that tweeted it out, but it's like, okay, look at the losses of these teams. Ohio State lost to a really good Oregon team mm-hmm. who's ranked number three in the nation. Oregon lost to a really bad Stanford team. So <laughs> whose loss really looks better in that situation? But I maybe it is just me being a little bit biased towards Ohio State. I mean, even looking at what they did this past weekend, though, a lot of people were on upset watch because of Purdue. Rolled them. Wasn't yeah. even a contest. Like, I remember looking at the score of that game, and I was like, man, what quarter is it? And then I like looked back at the score, and I think it was like 52 to 20-something. I was like, this game's fucking uh-huh. over. Yeah, Changed finished the uh, 59 to 31. C.J. Stroud threw for 361 yards and five touchdowns. They had two running backs. Damn near go for 100 yards. Uh, Henderson, their true freshman, went for 98 yards and two touchdowns. And then they had another running back, Williams, go for 117 yards. And two receivers go for over 120 yards. It's just it's stupid what they're doing yep. on offense. But um, Ohio State fans shouldn't be that upset because if they win out, they're set. They play Michigan State this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. If they win that, that game, game, got hyped up last night on Monday Night Football, and it got me hyped up. It was like, well, I'm ready. Yep. And then after that, Thanksgiving weekend. Ohio State, Michigan. You've been that has been on your calendar, yes, sir. It has. Since week one, yes, sir, it has. <laughs> so, I saw Michigan had somewhat of a quarterback, just a little bit. Yeah, he threw like for two, Ohio State. two touchdowns, <laughs> and then you're like, could they? Is well, this it's the fucking year? better than Patterson saying fade route second level of the freaking stands. Uh-huh. It's crazy. This might actually be the first year that Michigan is 
like appropriately rated. Yeah, they always come in overrated. Now they might actually have a good team. And that's what Harbaugh's been saying the whole time. Just give me a little bit. Let me find a quarterback instead of having a kid transfer. I'm sorry, I made promises, promises to a bad quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do it again. Even the quarterback they had last year, Joe Milton, doesn't look too bad. He transferred to Tennessee. Yeah, but but they they recruit well, so we'll see. I just hope it's a good game. I do too. Like I I want it all the way down to the end, like mm-hmm. to the wire. At, like, like Ohio State, Michigan State, I don't really care. I would actually kind of like to see Ohio State just blow them out. I honestly I have a feeling that's going to happen. And Kenan Walker have a good day because I kind of root for that kid. I don't know why. He's the only one. Him and Mel, that's it. Yeah. Hope your coach does good. Team's probably going to lose. <laughs> have fun off. at LSU yeah. <laughs> and in the NFL because <laughs> next year you guys are going back to the bottom of the Big Ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that Michigan-Ohio State game, uh, I wish we were going to that one at the big house. We went when it was at. Ohio, Ohio State, State which was still cool. It was. But I do that feel That stadium like... is fucking massive. Mm-hmm. And we went to LSU, and it was like, this is a big stadium. It's an old stadium. But, like, seeing the horseshoe, like, I feel like I broke my neck looking up at that thing. Mm-hmm. And we were a good 500 yards away from it. And and I, I was still doing this. I haven't right been there. to the big house. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched a game there. I know that it holds a ridiculous amount of people. I don't think I've ever been to Michigan. I think I've heard that it's like (laughs) one of those stadiums that's dug into the ground, though. It is. So when you see it from the outside, it's like, that's not very impressive. And then you get in there, and it's like, holy shit. It's like everything's just deep down Mm -hmm. into it, yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely like a bucket list thing for me to see that game. And this year, yeah, maybe it's not too late. I know I'm a hoodie guy right now. If you've been watching on YouTube, you see I'm in a hoodie or sweater. I no freaking love it. In middle school, I had a nice Michigan hoodie, uh-huh. and I, it was the most comfortable hoodie I ever had. Inevitably, I outgrew it and just never got another Did one. you? Yeah. We need to get you a new one. Was it like a starter brand? Or was it It brand was, brand? actually. Was it, it was a starter brand. Was it one. another one of your thrift store <laughs> finds? You know, when you put it that way, I looked at it last night when I was doing laundry, and I was like... She accidentally found this. She accidentally <laughs> thought of it. Stumbled me. upon it. <laughs> yeah. And was like, this is $5? Yep. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Freaking Go to Miners in Monroe. Uh, get yourself a new Absolutely. sweater. or And then use code MikeDup10, which I will do. Use code MikeDup10 and get 10% off. Uh-huh. Uh, some of our other great sponsors, too. Uh, Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri. One of my favorite establishments. It's pretty much my second home, but it's been a minute since I've been in there. Yeah, what the heck? I'm starting to get an itch. It's like, what, what's happening? Why haven't I had Chad nachos in my body? That's what my body's <laughs> saying to myself. Kind of like you were talking to yourself earlier. But go visit them. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Yep, and Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at their website, downtownlube.com, for their entire list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are more than that. Mark Edder and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out in the same business day. Visit them again at downtownlube.com. And I wanted to give a, a shout-out to one of our local guys here, too, at Pitt State, uh, my alma mater. You can see the helmet. It's a nice one. Uh, this weekend, they were traveling to Fort Hayes State. I know that everybody keeps up with the MIAA. Yep. Uh, and their bus broke down. Freshman long snapper, Timmy Milanowski fixes the team bus. This is like just now starting to get some like national attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, people keep tagging. I've been tagged in it no less than five times. Really? I know that people are starting to tag both of us in it. I love it. I appreciate it, but I did just want to give that shout out. Uh, I have. I've seen it. Yeah. It was on our local news. 
Really? Uh, yeah. I don't watch the news. Uh, I don't either, but um, I follow a lot of our local news people, and uh, Shay Schrader shared mm-hmm. it, did the interview. I think she was maybe at even Fort Hayes when it happened. But just a really cool story of your team bus breaks down, and then this freshman's like, Actually, I got it. Like, and I know, I just know this kid has, like, the deepest voice in the world. Where it's like, hey, coach, I'll fix the bus. And everyone's just, like, turning around to the back. Like, this, the fucking long snapper? Timmy said something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we haven't heard this kid talk all year. But, coach, I think he's, he talked. He spoke words out loud. And this homie has tools in his. 100%. No, it's official. I've watched the local news. He had his tools with him in his backpack, ready to go. What's my trainer always say? <laughs> Just be prepared. <laughs> Just be prepared. <laughs> Timmy fucking prepared. <laughs> Holy shit. Timmy. And what a freaking prepare. name. He's like, ah, oh, Timmy fixed the bus. Who? Uh-huh. Timmy. And then he goes by Timmy, too. How could, could you Tim. not? Tim Tim. His dad is probably also a Tim. <laughs> like Tim maybe Jr. not a junior, but like maybe different middle names. But it's also like Tim and Tim. So, like, you're Timmy. We're making a lot of assumptions about this gentleman. 100%, but I feel like it's it's all in due respect. Oh. I mean, if him and his dad started a mechanic shop, you're going to call it the Tim Tim. I went to Tim Tim and got my truck fixed. Diesel mechanic. If my truck didn't start this morning, I'd have no idea what to do. No. Like I would, honestly, he, I would call Mark Because we tweeted at, at him, and I was like, this kid has to be, like, he had to have learned this on the family farm. This kid's a freshman. This like he's not even taking classes to his major yet. He just knew how to fix a fucking bus. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, actually, I've been at John Deere for four years. I'm taking junior level classes. I'm a diesel mechanic. I didn't I'm know just... you could have a job. <laughs> four years ago, he was probably 14, 15 years old. Yeah, he's working at John Deere. Uh huh. Diesel mechanic. Dude's like, I'll fix the combine. Congratulations. I'll, I'll fix to him. the combine. No what an deal. asset to have on your team. <laughs> I wonder if that went into his recruiting at all. I, I, would, I bet he recruited Pitt. I was like, hey. He might have. And <laughs> just been like, yeah, you know what? I will go there. I do think that they have a pretty good diesel mechanic school. Out at the tech center? They do now. If they didn't before, John Deere's about to sponsor the whole damn thing. <laughs> just recruiting itself. They're like, you know, Alabama. Hey, we sent you an offer. You're going to want to sign that if you want to be a diesel I wonder mechanic. if Pitt now goes to the diesel mechanic like all the students in that field and go, which one of you want to play ball? Uh-huh. Because you know there's a lot of guys in there that probably did in high school. And they're no. just like, dude, I'm done playing football. I just want to fix trucks. Well, no even... disrespect. I know that came off as me making fun of them. But, like, I know a <laughs> lot of people from my hometown that have that mindset. It was like, man, I'm done playing. This yeah. is just what I want to do. And even uh, the coach at Pitt State was even talking about it. It's like, you can see right here, we've got a lot of guys that are going to be successful on the field and off the field <laughs> when they're done with football. And he's right. He's definitely right. So uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, but not every college player is doing amazing things like our guy Timmy. Uh, there are also guys at the University of Duke, where I happen to be a fan of, that are not. And their star freshman and Coach K's grandson were pulled over on suspicion of DUI. And what Paulo Bonchero, I probably just botched his name, has been charged with aiding and abetting on a DUI, a DWI. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't even, I still, I've, I had some other people tweet at me and be like, this is what it was. A couple of even uh, 
practice law. Like, this is what it is in my state. I don't practice in North Carolina. So thank you to all those people. But it sounds like um, if you let someone who is drunk drive your vehicle, you can get in trouble for it, which is – that's like a weird thing. Yeah, and it's also if – I saw it was also if you know someone has been drinking and you let them drive. That part makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know that you could be charged with something for it. I didn't either because I've been in several positions, and it's not with you guys, but it was just like other people. Like we've been at an event, and like I didn't have that much to drink. I'm good to drive. Yeah, or you ask your buddies. I'm sure we all have story. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. No worries. Mm -hmm. And then something happens, and it's like, god dang it. And if you get thrown anything – yeah, I didn't realize that. Now yeah. it's more of a mindset of like I'm taking your fucking keys and throwing them. Like if you want to go <laughs> we'll track them, them down, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, I They're might in my just start. Now I might I'm running just home. start carrying like fake set of keys and throwing them. So you'd be like, "Are you freaking serious?" And I have your keys in my pocket the whole time. Yeah, but uh, a weird situation. Not you, there, someone else. Uh huh. But I I don't know what's gonna happen. Do you get suspended for this? Obviously, the other kid involved. Who it is kind of ironic that it's Coach K's grandson. Mm-hmm. He gets suspended. No big deal. Yeah. He's not like a real – he's not seeing many minutes. But, but that was going to be my next question because like, I didn't know Coach K's grandson was on the team. Right. He's he's yeah. on the team, but he's not playing. Uh, but the other guy, like if he suffers a suspension, not to be that guy, but at least it's during the beginning of the year, <laughs> and this didn't happen uh, in March. And so, I mean, at least he's being charged with the aiding and abetting, not the actual DWI. Yeah, and I, I didn't see any further details on what, like, actually happened. Because I think if he's riding passenger and didn't know that his buddy had had a little bit too much to drink, yeah, like, it's probably, it's not right, but to be charged with that, like, I don't know if that warrants a suspe- uh, suspension. Yeah, I mean, that's tough, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's, that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, he's, he was really in an awkward spot. There, so that's just another situation to you know monitor, see what's happening, see what goes on. Obviously, a big time recruit. I saw a mock draft that had him going number one overall. He's like six foot ten, two hundred and thirty pounds. Jesus, very talented player. Uh, probably made a mistake because he's. I mean, let's remember he's eighteen, maybe nineteen years old. Yeah, I was doing a lot of stupid shit when I was eighteen and nineteen, and nobody cared about it because I was not the number one recruit at Duke. Yep. Um, so I do give a little bit of sympathy to these kids, especially as a freshman. Again, I was so dumb as a freshman. Like I was so dumb as a freshman in college that I spent one semester in school and then was like, hey, idiot, you need to drop out and take a couple semesters off. So I don't know if that was a dumb decision <laughs> or a smart decision. It ended up working out for me. Well, but it was smart time, that you realized you weren't being smart. I'm not going to call you dumb because you're not. <laughs> but it's more of like you realizing I'm not making good decisions. Let's take a little bit of time yeah. to kind of reevaluate ourselves and get over this I phase that, of like, our life. I had that Foreman discussion with myself. <laughs> hey, dumbass, stop going to school if you're not going to go to school. Put you're not foot in your showing up to class. Maybe don't give this university – your parents' money. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I did. And then when I went back, they said, you can pay for it on your own. <laughs> Which was a good move. Solid yeah. move. It really uh, it helped me focus. It really does. <laughs> when it's your money and you see your names on the debt that's there, it's like, we got to uh, get in and out quick. Yeah. <laughs> you have to study. Stop buying PlayStations with your school money. Which is something you can do. I did that. <laughs> Slap that bitch right on my student account. Well, now you can't even buy a PlayStation 5, so students probably don't have to worry about that. Not this year. Next year. 
that's what I mean. I waited till January after Christmas. They came back in. One of my roommates did it, and I was like, "Wait, you can do that?" And he was like, "Yeah, man, you put up to five hundred dollars on mm-hmm. it. PlayStation's only four fifty. Do this and a controller. See you there. Done. Me <laughs> and my sweet mate Bo just <laughs> straight to the bookstore right Honeymoon after class. Sweet mate. Uh, the yeah, way worse in college. Like you share like yeah, I know. two person. Okay. <laughs> I I know a lot of people that have done that as well. Uh, same I thing can... with this old laptop. I've I paid. Officially, this and my PlayStation off so far with my student loans, <laughs> and much more like maybe a whole two semesters. <laughs> but I knew like that first grand and right. a half that I paid off was uh, this and the PlayStation. Yeah, they don't catch up to you with that interest rate, too. Boy, it did. Quick. I did see a lot of people though, you can't get your hands on a PlayStation 5 and you're not going to be able to for a while. I'm a PlayStation, is it all sitting guy? in the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> probably on some barge that's. <laughs> clogging up a canal. I, I don't know. I don't follow The pirates are probably like, oh, man, I'm so good at Madden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These graphics are I've, sick. I've got a PlayStation 5 for each game that I have. <laughs> yeah. I just downloaded this game on that this one. This is the this PlayStation one. 5 section. <laughs> I just, I don't even know if I'm ever going to get one. I honestly, I was trying when they first came out. I've kind of given up on the I, idea. I haven't looked in so long. That's what it made me realize I was only wanting it for the hype. Because like my PlayStation 4 right now, mm-hmm. I haven't played any video games in probably a month and a half. Like, I go in real big spurts of, like, I don't play at all. Yep. And it's any amount of free time. It's like, let's play. Let's play. Let's play. Even had a buddy of ours asking us about a game. Like, hey, you guys check this out? Never even heard of it. He did say it was, like, Red Dead Redemption, but you're a samurai. Which is my jam. I love Red Dead. That actually sounds pretty cool. I get to be a freaking samurai with a sword. Ka-chink, ka-chink. Except for I'm so bad at being um, stealthy. On any video game I've yeah. ever played. Like, even with Call of Duty, where it's like, hey, sneak our way through here, right down the middle, aim assist. Poof, poof, poof. Yeah. And even, I don't play much Call of Duty, but even on Red Dead, like, the people that are coming after you, mm-hmm. it will, like, show you what way they're looking. And I'm still like, I'm going to walk right up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you see me. I'm about to throw a grenade. <laughs> yeah. That's my whole strategy on this I have one. At least, I'm going to get shot six times. <laughs> I might die on the eight. I only have to hit you, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely me. I'm not very good. Um, speaking of not very good, Ben Simmons in the news, again, keeping up with the Kardashians here. Uh, he was fined for failing to travel with the team on their six-game road trip. I wish this would just end. Trade him for next to nothing. Yeah, I mean, I also, if he's having all these issues, do you think he's just going to hop on the frickin' plane with a team and be there for six games, which yeah. is probably the next two weeks? And I wonder what his no-trade clause looks like, too. Like if he has one, I know that he had put some teams out of, like, this is where I'd like to go, but other teams are like, nope, we're not interested. At this point, send him to Detroit, dominate for a little bit. Hell, send him to Minnesota. They stink right now. Like, Anthony Edwards is the only person they have on that team where you're somewhat Carl excited Anthony for. Towns. Yeah, I don't feel like he's done anything this year. I, I have not been keeping up with what the Timberwolves have done. I forgot I was in the fantasy basketball league. I didn't change my roster the last half of this past week, and I got blown out. So it's been tough. Yeah, And Minnesota's it's been tough for Ben Simmons here as well. 4-9. Um, you know, maybe look at that team like the Pelicans. They don't have Zion Williamson yeah. back. They could use some kind of help. I bet they really regret losing Lonzo Ball, who's – I don't know if you saw the score to the Bulls game last mm-hmm. night. I'm, I'm fully on the bandwagon. 100% with uh, you. A lot of people will probably say, hey, Mello, LeBron wasn't playing last night. And to that, I don't give a shit about. <laughs> I just see that the Bulls beat the Lakers. That's in what I'm LA. excited about. <laughs> and DeMar DeRozan went off. He did. He's uh, had a great stretch in L.A. the last couple of days. Smoked the Clippers, beat mm-hmm. the Lakers, and it's like, hey – 
I mean, that's the difference right there for Chicago. And then you get Lonzo. Alex Caruso has been just working his ass off as well. He's the epitome of, like, endless motor. Did you? What's yeah. the football high, team? High motor. High motor. That's it. Yeah, yeah, coach's son. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, relentless effort out of that guy. Scored no points last night, though. Don't need him to. How many <laughs> rebounds do you have? Uh, he had six rebounds, five assists, yep. two steals. Bingo. Only one turnover. He shot the ball one time. If, I think he's getting paid like 20-some million. He, he played deserves 34 every bit of- minutes, and he shot the ball one time. Yeah. That's the ultimate teammate. To be able to look at the rest of your guys and be like, all right, DeMar's going off. I'm going to get him the ball. Yes. Or, you know, um, Zach Levine is right there. Maybe we pass him the ball. <laughs> he didn't even have, like, he had five assists, so it's not even like he's some distributor. But I think that... He's just one of those guys who's not going to light up the stat book, but he makes your team better. Yeah, I mean, he's making $9 million a year right now. He's he is a four the complete year, opposite million dollar deal. of Russell Westbrook, and that's what the Lakers have right now. They the Lakers need Caruso would, back. Oh, they <laughs> would love him. Because I was listening to uh, Skip and Shannon this morning on my way back from the gym. I'm sorry. And, uh, I, you know, I think I've got a little bit of a heel turn on Skip. 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 Wait, you've done a heel turn on Skip? On, Yeah. <sighs> It was just the show this morning. He just seemed so more, like so much more personable yeah. on the show, and was kind of like laughing and just being like he wasn't screaming the whole time. And I was like, wait, like if we just got this part of Skip all the time, it probably wouldn't be that bad. And he's on. I've never really I, listened to the show, so it was kind of one of those deals where I only see clip outs of the dumb stuff he says. Right. I've said some dumb stuff on this show. I've predicted Demarcus Robinson to have career years the last two years. <laughs> that motherfucker shouldn't be on an NFL field. He shouldn't have a for, career. For the Kansas City Chiefs, I should say. So it's like with Skip, maybe you just take it easy on the guy. Like how I took a drink right there I when you did. wanted me to talk. I haven't watched. It was a good pause. Honestly, needed. I haven't watched, I don't think, any Skip and Shannon. So I don't watch I have it, just yeah. seen their clips. Mm-hmm. I haven't, and I haven't heard the show. So really, I have no place to be critical. But he was, I mean, it was good. Like, it was good conversation back and forth. And he was talking about Russell Westbrook, but he calls him Russell Westbrook. And he was like, hey. And you God could damn, tell that they good. were, it is. <laughs> and they were running, like, clip outs of, like, Russell Westbrook's shots. And he was like, watch this one. He was like, these are the six wide open threes he had last night. Watch this one. And then you could tell the clips playing. And he goes, brick. That's another brick. And then he just, like, it was cracking me up. And he's like, here are the turnovers. And then Shannon goes, why do they have Rajon Rondo and Russell Westbrook on the floor at the same time? And it's because, well, Frank Vogel is really just wanting Rajon Rondo to slow the game down enough so Westbrook doesn't just keep going 100 mile an hour and eventually turn the ball over. Yeah. And again, I'm regurgitating exactly what they said, but it just makes so much sense with the Lakers right now. And that when LeBron gets out there, that dude's going to be pissed if you're just giving away possessions offensively. Yeah. And that's yeah, what Westbrook, Westbrook had specializes. four turnovers. Mm-hmm. And I don't get into, like, the analytics much, but, like, the plus-minus in the NBA. Uh, Westbrook was minus 13 last night. He's another. He's just one of those guys who's going to eat it up in the stat. Uh, but then you're going to look back at it and be like, oh, he really didn't do much to help us win this game. Yeah. Like, even his assist and stuff, it always it just feels like he's stat chasing. Yeah. Even, like, I don't know if he is with the Lakers, but over the last, you know, couple stops that he's had – that's my opinion on him because of what he did in OKC with the stat chasing. So now yeah. that's all I feel like he does. And Especially maybe when I'm he was wrong. trying to average the triple doubles. Or he was ch- him and James Harden both just mm-hmm. chasing triple doubles. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that's what they were doing. But oh, right. I also can't say that if I was in their position, I wouldn't be doing the same thing. 
Like, right. I wouldn't be yelling at Steven Adams to get the heck out of the way so I can get this rebound and get a triple-double. Yeah, hey, I'm about to do something special here. Yeah, Oscar Robertson did it on his own and didn't have to cheat to do it. That's whatever. Uh, there's also two really good NBA games on tonight. Warriors at Nets is going to be a very good one. 76ers at the Jazz, another good one late. But I am excited about that Warriors-Nets game. Mm-hmm. To watch these two offenses go off. I, I wish that we had Clay Thompson back in this one. I don't think that he is. But I do keep seeing tweets and things like that that he's he's not too far out. That maybe by Christmas time, he could be a guy that could come back. And um, I think with him, we've said it a million times, he's a guy that you don't have to do much for him to score. He can post up in a corner and just be like, all right. Was it Dwayne Wade said it this morning on Dan Patrick? It was like, yeah, if I could take three dribbles and score 60 points, it'd be pretty freaking nice. Yeah, <laughs> which is like being a little bit like out there. It's not far off, though. No. What was it, like 13 dribbles and scored 60 points? 11. Yeah, stupid. And the dude can do it in a quarter. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this quarter I'm scoring 27 points, and you won't see me the rest of the game. Thank yeah. you. But even to have the Warriors out there with how they're playing so far this year, 11-2, and two, Steph Curry, obviously very good. Him against... Kevin Durant, um, Draymond Green, mm-hmm. probably going to be guarding Kevin Durant a lot. I know that they probably – He was on the Manning cast last night, so we're going to see, and I'm not going to take this from our guy Hayden. He was wondering, does the Manning curse go to other, oh, sports? To other sports? And LeBron James has been on the Manning cast and has been dealing with an injury this year. So <sighs> Look maybe Draymond. it's not in terms of losing, in uh-huh. terms of injury. So, And the Mannings did address their curse last night. Did they? Yeah. They take credit for it or blame. I think for it was more of just like an apology. Like, yeah. probably no more in active NFL players. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be rough. Like, who's going to be the one? Sadly, I think I know who, who it is that's going to be the guy that's like, yeah, I'll come back on. Who? Mahomes. You think? Oh. I think he would be the one that's like, yeah, I don't care about curses. That shit's not yeah. real. I thought you were going to say Tom Brady. I was like, it already happened to him. I know. That's why I think it the guy Mahomes. that would be like, the breaker oh. of curses. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Like, who they would even invite on to be like, hey, we kind of know about this Manning curse thing, but like, you, do you still want to come on? Yeah. Mahomes would be like, oh, yeah. Did it fuck up Travis Kelsey? Yeah, sure. But I'm not him. <laughs> did it get Brady? Like, oh, it, Brady was on? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll come on. Yeah. Tom <laughs> did it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm next. <laughs> yeah. I'm in this bitch. Make sure you play Dallas first, and then... Then you go on because then you play Denver next. So you'd be like, Dallas is next week, though. Yeah. Yeah. So they're fine. There's not a yep, Monday night game exactly. in between there. So yeah, they're good to go. They're good to go. And um, other news this morning in the baseball world. Look at us hitting every sport. I think it's really cool. I love like the winter meetings and stuff like that when these free agents start getting signed and the deals that they sign are absolutely ridiculous sometimes. Um, we've already seen one. Barrios re signs with the Blue Jays seven years. $131 million. I think that he might have even left some money on the table. It's also just nice to see guys not signing one-year deals anymore, like the big-time free agents. It's not like the Juju Smith-Schuster deal or anything like that. Just a nice, cool $18 million a year. Per year. Yeah, the pitch every six days. And Noah Syndergaard. six months. Uh, also, who hasn't – he's played in two games since 2019. He signed a one-year, $21 million deal with the Angels. If you're the Angels... Wait, Syndergaard's with the Angels now? He just signed this morning. One oh, year, $21 shit. million. For some, I didn't read the Angels. I just automatically nope. assumed he was still with the Mets. Nope. He's leaving. He's wow. Deuces, he said. That's one of the things I love about baseball, though, is that people always complain about the salary cap and how there needs to be a salary cap. 
the Royals can't even talk to Noah Syndergaard and be like, hey, you want to come play for us for 21 mil? They can't afford to miss on a guy like that. Yeah, <laughs> The Angels will take that chance, and it might blow up in their face. He might not pitch for them. So and how, they're still going to pay him $21 million. So that's been my question with baseball. Then how can the Angels afford it but not the, not the Royals? Like what is it just the ownership being market willing size. to pay it? Yeah. It is all market? I mean, what you're bringing in. I mean, it is, it's a true business of like, okay, we make this much money. We can spend this much money. And, gotcha. you know, with the Royals, they just don't bring in as much money as everybody else. The Angels, the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, they just have deep pockets. Yep. But I, I love it because it comes back to bite them so much. Yeah. That they'll sign these big time contracts. I mean, especially the Yankees. Like, they've just been spending tons of money, mm-hmm. and you're not seeing anything for it. Uh, look at the Dodgers last year with Trevor Bauer. Yep. Brought him in. And then, you know, obviously, for whatever reason, it could be injury, it could be off the field stuff. That contract looks terrible right now. Yep. They have to pay it. <laughs> and I do want to see what happens with him and, like, when he's going to get to play again, if he's going to get to play again. It sounded like his situation was maybe more in favor of him than even like a Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah, for Bauer. Like there okay. were a lot of screenshots yeah, okay. about like her talking about him or yep. <laughs> hooking up with him. other players. Yep. Like who is a player? Fernando got, Tatis Jr. Tatis, got he's me. Just like, bruh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was one time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens with them. But I, I do really like the baseball offseason. And it feels like things start to go really fast. And then it just stops and it pauses for like two months. Yep. And then February rolls around and people are reporting for spring training. And then that's when Carlos Correa will sign. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, this guy's actually still fucking free agent. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Like, we're not going to do this. Please, we will give him whatever you want. Just get him here. Yeah. And then the Astros seeing what they're going to do at shortstop. Uh, I did see a lot of Astros fans wondering what would happen and kind of panicking like, oh, shit, what if he really does leave? Then we don't have a shortstop. Yeah, good luck. I don't I don't know what to tell you. And then a little bit more breaking news. In the NFL, uh, Mike Tomlin this morning said that they are building their game plan around Mason Rudolph starting again. So Big Ben, this is probably still COVID-related, but I also just kind of wonder, just float it out there, if maybe they just don't like him. Big, wait, say that again? Big Ben needs to be symptom-free and have two negative tests. Okay, so you're saying they just don't like Big Ben. But what if they're just like, nah, we're kind of good. Yeah. Because he has played not well. For some reason, I got confused on if that was Mason or Big Ben. Yeah, he's old, he's slow, he tested positive, that's why he was out uh, last week. But even now, Mike Tomlin is coming out and saying, we're going to build our game plan this week as if Mason Rudolph is the starter on Sunday. And Mika Fitzpatrick was reported last night on being mm-hmm. put on the list as well. Yep. So it's more of uh, how many other players are going to go down with this, and maybe this is the demise of the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. I mean, We talked about them earlier. They're right there in the hunt for the playoffs. But yeah, They're 5-4 and four right now? They are kind of one of those teams that I did not have high expectations for yeah. this year. And maybe that's just because I overrated the entire AFC North. I mean, Browns, Bengals as well. They have been just beating one another through this. Like, I don't feel like anyone's getting swept in that division right now. Yeah. Unless it's maybe by Baltimore, but. Oh, yeah, and the Steelers, of course, they had their tie this week. Mm -hmm. So stupid. I even see it in their standings, and I'm like, why are they 5-3 and and everybody else is 5-4 and or 5-5? Because of fucking tie. Didn't they tie a couple years ago, too? They did. With Washington? The Bengals. That's right. Or no, is that the Eagles? Wrong Wrong Pennsylvania team. 
They probably did, though. I think, I think it was Pittsburgh. Because it's stupid. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it should not be a thing. But it is. I think that is it for us today, though. As we mentioned yesterday in our huge announcement, uh, go download the call-in app. C-A-L-L-I-N. I noticed that we already had a couple followers on there. Maybe we should do, like, a giveaway or something. Uh, I don't know. But go follow us on the call-in app. Yeah, the show is just mic'd up. We're early in on there. There's no 1013 like there is on our Instagram. It's just mic'd up. It's mellow. It's big country. That's it for us today. Check us out on YouTube. And please go follow us on the call-in app. Before too long, we're going to get this tech thing figured out. And we will be an exclusive podcast on there where we will be streaming. You guys can interact with us. Uh, we'll post and we'll do things like, hey, show's starting at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow, make sure you join us. Then you'll be able to get your questions in there, be able, be able to interact with us. So, again, go follow us on the call-in app, C-A-L-L-I-N. That's it for us today. We will be back tomorrow. And don't forget about our great sponsor at the end of the show, Roper Kia. Go visit them. Check out their inventory. Mention us here at Mic'd Up, and they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride.